Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide zigazoo has made me zigzag what i mean by that is i swore i would never let my kids on social media but now i'm setting them loose on zigazoo Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. It's no secret, I think, guys, that we all miss traveling. A couple of us have been fortunate enough to travel for work uh, amid the pandemic. We're hoping it'll kick up again. Uh, One time back in the day, we went to D.C. to figure out what the heck is going on with one of the most conspiracy ridden cities in the country. Yes, we traveled out to the actual capital. Again, I'm on these classic episodes. I keep thinking about the videos because this is 2015. We're still making a ton of videos back then. Yeah. Ben was there. I was shooting him with a camera, and there was some weird action going on behind us as we're talking about this stuff. I can't, like, go to the YouTube channel. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, I think this was before my time, maybe just a little bit. I just think I was before. Doing the, just barely before. But I do remember the first time I went to D.C., I was so taken by the fact that even the like homeless population there, absurdly informed, uh, and have some pretty wild ideas of what's going on behind the curtain. Yeah, well said. What, one of the things that's funny to me is that uh, conspiracies in D.C. It, it help us get to uh, interesting conversation about how quickly stuff becomes normal. Like imagine the, the room where people are pitching the idea for the Washington Monument. You would think maybe it's a statue of Washington. You would think maybe it's like a, a depiction of a notable battle or a, a pivotal moment in the formation of the country. Now, how about weird phallic Illuminati yeah. obelisk? Yeah, like I saying, they're just they at some point they said, you know what, let's do an obelisk, something uniquely American. <laughs> but well, uh, at least it wasn't but, the original yeah. version of what that right. monument was going to be. 
which was much more Masonic. But uh, no spoilers. Let's get into it. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. I'm Ben, and we are here, as always, with our super producer, Noel the Mason Brown, in spirit, at least. Yes, the Masonic spirit of Noel Brown exists in this room. Right. Uh, we'll go ahead and have our secret handshake here. Ooh, I haven't seen that one before. Yeah, we can do it in, in front of the microphones because this is an audio podcast. <laughs> uh, so we're we're pretty informal today. Uh, what we're going to talk about is uh, Washington D.C. Just a just a little bit. We're just going to scratch along the surface of this gigantic thing, both as a subject, as a town, as a historical um, hub. Well, it's, it's strangely small in size comparatively to the importance that it holds for this country and perhaps for the world. Yeah, that's a great point. Now, Matt, you've been to Washington before and, you know, later this week, tomorrow, in fact, as we record this, th- this podcast will come out, uh, on Friday, yes. right? On the 31st of July. Uh, if you're hearing it the same day it comes out. And when it's out, we will be, Hopefully not arrested somewhere in the metro area. We can only hope. We can only hope. But, uh, we're not strangers to the town. We've both gone. So what, what was your experience like? Yes, I have been there a few times. I think three in total. I've taken a trip for school and, uh, for high school. Mm-hmm. Then I went just on a whim one time. And then the last time I was there it was for the rally for sanity. I, I forget the full title, but it was the shindig that John Stewart put together with Stephen Colbert. Uh huh. That was amazing. That was one of my favorite experiences of all time. The rally to restore sanity and or fear. That's yes, yes. Colbert bringing in the fear wagon as well. It, it was just it was amazing to see so many human beings on the National Mall at mm-hmm. one time. For something that, you know, admittedly was for comedy, for jokes, but it had this air of seriousness to it at the time. It was strange. And I was at, what year was that? 2008, 2000? Uh, that was 2010. 2010. Wow. Okay. So that's when I was relatively new in my political awakening, my just awakening to all of the larger things that happen in -hmm. the world. Yeah. And, I had been watching John Stewart on the Daily Show for so long. Sure. It just it the whole thing resonated with me being in that place mm-hmm. and I can't wait to be there again. Yeah, uh, I wonder if we'll see if we'll see John up there. I hear good things about him. It's he's strange. Finishing. He's got seven shows left, I think. Yeah. Who knows what he's gonna do? Go back to directing, perhaps. Uh, mm. go back to uh, I don't know. Uh maybe he'll take a vacation. Doesn't seem like he actually gets many of those. Perhaps. There was this uh moving moment when he came up to make a speech to the assembled crowd, which you saw live, mm-hmm. uh, and it was clear, it was apparent how overwhelmed he was by this. And and John Stewart is not a guy who seems to get overwhelmed easily. Yeah, I he mean, keeps it together. He keeps it together. He's talked to, he's talked to people who later turned out to be essentially war criminals, like Pervez, uh, Musharif, Musharif, the, yep. uh, 
former leader of Pakistan. And, uh, he, when I, when I saw that, I thought for a second, oh man, did you not anticipate that as the most trusted journalist overall in the <laughs> no. U.S.? You know, uh, which he, uh, a uh, thing that he, uh, usually disavows, but a lot of people in polls say that he is the, their most trusted source of news. And, you know, take that, take that as, as you will, I would say. But, uh, I can tell you a little bit about the times I went to DC. I yes, went there please. as a kid in high school as well. I'm fairly certain it was high school, though the past does blur like a watercolor in the rain. Most certainly. And, and uh, I also went up to DC a couple of times to do uh, in, in the process of joining the State Department before I became uh, disillusioned by it. And I, I don't mean to disparage the State Department professionals working there. The, the people that I met in the course of that before I decided not to go that route uh, were all very sincere and no, you know, nobody was a jerk or anything. I just started to get the feeling that maybe the goals that I had and the goals that the State Department has might not align. Yeah. So this was before going deep into international affairs. Uh, yeah, this was this was slightly before I started studying that uh, at tech. Uh, so we've been there before, but we've never we've never lived there. And D.C. is interesting in the U.S. because it is unique amidst all the other area classifications, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, what we'd like to do is talk a little bit about the history of D.C. So we know that before the U.S. was even a thing, before anybody said, hey, guys, hold my beer, let me try this, <laughs> uh, the, the place was populated. Yes, you know, it was. Even though there are these myths uh, about the U.S. being relatively sparsely populated, uh, they are myths. Uh, the uh, human presence dates back at least 4,000 years. Uh, the European exploration of the region, so far as we know, started early in the 16th century, so 1600-ish. And uh, there was a guy named Captain John Smith, you might remember, uh, from, who was there in 1608, uh, the different tribes that lived around the area uh, included people like the uh, Natochonk, uh, the Potomac, uh, after which you know the mm-hmm. Potomac, yep, uh, the Powhatan, and uh, some other some other groups, right? Uh, and the present day Georgetown is actually the site of a village called Tohoga. Uh, which I, which I honestly may be mispronouncing. We also know a little bit about the first colonial landowners who settled down there, right? Yeah, that would be George Thompson and Thomas Gerard. Uh, these guys were both granted the Blue Plains Tract in 1662, along with the St. Elizabeth area of land there, uh, and a couple other tracts in Anacostia, like Capitol Hill. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then other tracks or uh, areas down the Potomac as time ground on. Now, Thompson, probably much to the uh, dismay of his uh, later family, <laughs> of his later family, he of uh, his descendants, he sold his properties at Capitol Hill in 1670 to a guy named Thomas Notley. Uh, this this uh, continued for a while, you know, as. More uh, Europeans were establishing areas and, of course, clashing 
with the people who already lived there and said, you're, what are you doing? Yeah, guys, hey. Right. And, uh, the, this led to, uh, the construction of a fort in 1697 and was, it was in the bounds of what is now DC. But even though all this stuff happened, right? Even though all this stuff happened in the 1600s, uh, Washington, D.C., of course, as many of our listeners surely know, was not the original capital of the U.S. Uh, the U.S. has had multiple capitals. Uh, there was one in New York City when they decided to form it in D.C., and then Philadelphia, Annapolis. The list goes on. Uh, the area that's called the District of Columbia didn't become the the capital until about uh, 1790, right? Yeah, that's right. And that was with the Residence Act of July 16th, 1790. And D.C. itself was founded in 1791, the same year that President Washington commissioned a guy named Pierre-Charles L'Enfant, a French-born architect, Mm -hmm. to design the new capital. And And, oh, design he did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This comes into play later, right? Yeah. Oh, he, he... There were a lot of strange things with his his design that were cool, admittedly. They're um, just these huge, broad streets, um, these avenues that were were basically created out of these rectangles. And it was the me the whole idea was to provide space for landscaping, open right. areas. Uh, but man, it sure looks strange when you look at it on a map. Some of the areas, right, right. He uh, and. You guys see what we're foreshadowing here, which we'll get to. Uh, so Pierre based his, his designs on plans from cities, great European cities, right? Paris, Amsterdam, Milan, and so on. Uh, but the layout later, we'll find later, uh, becomes a source of controversy in the modern age and becomes uh, – Polluted might be a fair word by later builders. Yes. Making new streets, random buildings in places that he would never want them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today, uh, or at least as of 2014, Washington, the actual city of Washington, D.C., has a population of, uh, what, just over 650,000. I think you might have the exact number. Yes, yeah, 658,893. Good save. That, 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 those extra three people that came in last summer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that that seems like a deceptively small number for the capital of Certainly. such a large country. Deceptively small indeed, because that number is only accounting for the actual city, the city of Washington, D.C. The actual like district of Columbia. Yes. And you look at the metro area that's surrounding it. You that number jumps all the way up to, I think, five point eight million. Huge. Huge. Yeah, a little bigger. So that's the that counters places like um or that rather encompasses places like Maryland, uh Virginia, nearby towns in those areas. Uh one one of which you and I went on a trip to uh a few years back. Very strange experience. It's a different story. Yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise. The fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. One of the biggest controversies at least uh, in the mainstream eye for D.C., is that uh, in a burst of tremendous irony, local citizens of the <laughs> District of Columbia have no representation in Congress. Yeah, if you live in that just that tiny little area, sorry. The capital of a country partially formed by uh, – partially formed by this principle of no taxation without representation – uh, have no representation because they're not a state in Congress. Yes, uh, and due to uh, due to the nature of this organization, the 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 legal system of D.C. is Byzantine. It is incredibly complicated. If you are going through the criminal justice system in D.C., and I hope you never ever Please are don't. in any state, really, uh, then what you will find is that things are a little bit different. Uh, first, since about 1973 and at other times in D.C.'s history, Congress has allowed locally elected officials like a mayor and a council to carry out certain local government functions. However, because Congress has constitutional authority to control the area, they literally can overturn any of those laws anytime they want and they don't have to have a reason. Snap. Guess yeah. what? Sorry, you don't get you don't get to do that anymore. No, whatever it is. Uh crime has historically been an issue. Uh it has declined over time, but it remains above the US average. 
this and you know, of course, DC is a town chock full of lawyers, so it's not yeah. surprising that it would be so uh, so complicated. Here's one example. So let's say mm, pick one of our coworkers that okay. that that our audience would know. How about Chuck? All right, Chuck Bryant from Stuff You Should Know. So let's say Chuck gets on the wrong side of the law, oh. and uh, and he is he is going up the river. He's got to get his he's got to get a lawyer. He's got to go to trial. Serious business. So oh, and by the way, listeners, write in and let us know what what crime you would imagine Chuck committing. And <laughs> with that being said, we're we're just uh, using him as an example. He has not, to our knowledge, done anything crazy. Zero crimes. Right. Zero crimes. And instead of this crime, this hypothetical crime, being handled by a state attorney, as it would in any other similar case, it goes directly to the U.S. District Attorney. It does not pass go. It does not collect $200. Seems like that would be a lot for the U.S. District Attorney to handle. Yes. Yeah, it's true. I'd love to hear from somebody affiliated with that system. Uh, so, of course, Washington today is also home to the three branches of the federal government, uh, nearly 200 foreign embassies, uh, Matt's favorite, lobbyists, and uh, think tanks. Yeah, lobbyists. K Street. Did you ever see that show, K Street, that came out? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Went for about two seasons before it was pulled. Tremendously popular in Washington. It was tremendously popular in Washington mm-hmm. because it's kind of looking behind the curtain. The the staff they had, the production staff and people writing, knew what they were talking about. It presented almost this weird dystopian version of reality, which was sad. Now that's, you know, that's a great segue to the, uh, the other stuff we wanted to talk about. Here's where it gets crazy. Maybe let's talk about the conspiracy theories. Let's go back to the Freemasons. Okay. That's the biggest one. Uh, remember we did a couple of episodes about Freemasons early on when this show started and we thought we would have about a month of doing it before we got fired. Yeah, especially after that episode, just because it's the the reality of the, let's say, the Masonic hand that was inside the creation of D.C. and that has historically been a part of at least a a substantial number of our leaders. Mm -hmm. There is a Masonic line that goes through there. If we were talking about something that we really shouldn't have been talking about then there's one reason that we get canceled, right? Second reason, and I think most important reason, that the show was just, why would you make this? (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, yeah, also, you know, I I think there's such inherent narcissism and paranoia sometimes. I I really don't think, I hope hope these are words I don't have to eat later, but I, I really don't believe that there's any reason that somebody would see our show and say, oh, no, they have to be stopped, right? Absolutely not. But, you know, it is called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. And we get comments on YouTube all the time like, what, are all the major secrets just on YouTube available for free? Well, I would say, I would say while that is a very good comparison up there with uh, the earlier comparison you and I had made about Ouija boards and whether... Proof of life after death comes from a mass marketed Parker Brothers game. Uh, Yes. While that is a reasonable thing, the truth is that uh, YouTube and podcasting 
and I'm not saying our shows in particular, but YouTube and podcasting and communicating directly to people online is, despite its many pitfalls, uh, still a better chance of getting less, uh, less manipulation or less suppression of a story, right? Yeah, there are fewer people dictating what people who create content that goes there, what they can and cannot say. Right, right, exactly. Like, uh, whomever is affiliated with a large, a large industrial giant like Westinghouse or something is not, probably not going to be able to give an objective report on any problems especially systemic problems with a lot of Westinghouse equipment. It's just not going to happen. Nope. And if they're, if they're controlled by a car company for some reason, then they're going to give a very different report on recalls. So that's, that's the nature of it. But the idea that DC is this Freemason town, the idea that it is at heart run by the Masons, uh, was is historically a tremendously popular idea, so much so that there was an anti-Masonic party, anti-Masonic political party at ta- uh, for a time in the U.S. Uh, they're, of course, no longer around in a uh, serious capacity. So we've done this stuff on whether Freemasons control Washington. We also did one on Albert Pike, I believe, a uh, lar- uh, big figure in yes. uh, the Masonic tradition. That had, I think, a magical amulet of some sort. I forget the whole episode, but he could communicate, or allegedly he could communicate mm-hmm. somehow with the demons hmm. through his magical Similar to like a Key of Solomon thing. Pretty cool. Which is, I guess, not, or uh, Ring of Solomon, rather, the legendary one. Uh, it is true that th- there are some seeds of truth to this. because Not to the amulet. Not to the amulet, but to the Freemasons. <laughs> yes. Because it's true that the national headquarters of Masonry is in D.C. It's the uh, the prime temple for all of the other lodges, or the prime lodge, I should say. Oh, yeah, it's that's where you can find the House of the Temple. Uh, it's also where you can find the Supreme Council of the Scottish Rite. It's, there are a couple other buildings. I think George Washington even has a uh, memorial. Right, which uh, we're going we're gonna to have to visit. Not the George Washington statue, not the... Creepy obelisk. Not the obelisk, but a whole separate building, which is the, the Masonic memorial for George Washington. And the official name of that House of the Temple, by the way, is, quote, Home of the Supreme Council, 33 degrees, ancient, accepted, Scottish Rite, <laughs> Freemasonry. Uh, yeah. That's, huh. Oh, it's also the Southern Jurisdiction, Washington, D.C., USA. Ah, okay. So it, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue. I can see how people call it the house, or maybe people just refer to it as the temple. Yeah, I've, I've often heard it called the Supreme Council, or the House of the Supreme mm-hmm. Council. So there's another piece of truth here. It is also true that Masons were involved in the construction of numerous other historic buildings in the area. We've got a great quote from a guy named Mark Tabert, who is the de- who was the director of collections at the George Washington Masonic Memorial in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, He says, Individually, Masons had a role in building the White House and building and designing D.C. And small-scale Masonic symbols can be found throughout the city as they can in most U.S. cities. So this, uh, this note here is important because he's saying individual Masons were involved, not necessarily a big collective saying, this is the pentagram we shall rot upon the face of this 
nation. Absolutely. He's also reminding you that Masons have had their hand in creating buildings and cities throughout the United States. If you go to Decatur, Georgia, a uh, smaller little town east of where we are right now, and uh, there's a building, I think it's the... I don't know if it's the city council building. Ah, it's one of the main buildings, like county courthouse, I think. Uh-huh. And then directly across from it is the old uh, Freemason temple, or it used to be a lodge there. Mm-hmm. And now it's a mixed-use building. But on the corner, you can see there's a there's a big sign up that has the, uh, what is it, the, the Masonic the compass, symbol? The square and the compass. The square and compass. Then on the bottom, you can, you can look at the cornerstone that has a bunch of etching on there. Right. Cornerstones have been important in these, this kind of construction for a very long time. Wait, so, so Ben, this yeah. is either, uh, it makes you feel a little better. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, well, just Freemasons have a hand in everything. Or it makes you feel a little worse. Oh, wait, Freemasons just have a hand in everything. <laughs> well, this is more a statement, I guess, about my personal philosophy. So this is just my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have a fact to back it up. I am naturally, instinctively, and continually concerned and skeptical about the motivations for any group that requires secrecy. I hear that. You know, it's not, I, like many other people, believe it's not enough for someone to pat the public on the head and say, trust us, we're the good guys. Don't worry, Bobby, we've got this. Right, right. Because another thing that we have learned throughout human history and modern-day psychology, is that very few people that we would consider bad guys or people who are people who have antagonistic aims or something like that, very few of those people ever think of themselves as villains. They're the good guys, perhaps misunderstood, right? Yeah, misunderstood, or perhaps their good goals or the goals that they believe are for the greater good or for some some greater greater good. good. Yeah. These are this is the right thing to do. Sometimes sure. you have to break some eggs, Benjamin. Right, right, Matchman. Sometimes <laughs> you have to break some eggs. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Oh, 
OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. So the Freemasons, I think we should do a podcast entirely on the Masonic orders. Absolutely. We need to find a high-ranking Mason in Atlanta to come and talk to us, who's willing to talk to us. Mm, there's no shortage. Uh, we could also interview some Masonic historians. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the the stuff that we had found, uh, you know, I, I had speculated for a while the idea of uh, joining Masonry, but... I try to be very respectful, so I would never join an organization with the idea that I will be a mole. It just doesn't seem... Yeah, I would never do that either. It doesn't seem like the right kind of motivation. Agreed. Right. Your sarcasm is dripping off of you and rolling across the table. What secret society have you infiltrated, Matt? I haven't been. I would never do such a thing. Have you really? No. Okay, well, if you have, and if you are, then it doesn't necessarily have to be the Masons because we get caught up in this idea, which is which is a, a, a valid concern, right, of secret societies, but Freemasons are not the only secret society. It really depends on what you would consider secret, right? Uh, many of the many of the discussions that the United Nations or various embassies hold in Washington, those are not for public consumption. There's another group called the Second Stewards that recently got into uh, some heat for apparently uh, trying to fix the election at Georgetown. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I think the reporting's a little bit skewed there. The Second Stewards were supposed to have been uh, abolished, uh, but it came to light uh, in, let me make sure I got the facts right, came to light in 2013 that someone who was going to be in the student government, head of student government, who was running for it uh, at Georgetown, was a member of the Second Steward Society. So, you know, colleges, especially higher level colleges, are just lousy with this stuff. Uh, but the- Yeah, I mean, can we just talk about George W. Bush versus Kerry for the, with the Skull and Bone Society? Right. Mutual membership? Yale. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bit weird. Well, that's another thing. You know, should elected officials be allowed to be members of uh, a secret society? <clears throat> no. I, I mean, I don't think so. But, Where do your loyalties lie, Ben? Right, right. Uh, we do have uh, some unfortunate news about the the actual street layout yeah. Uh, if you if you look at it and if you look at some of the history, uh, it doesn't it doesn't really seem that this it doesn't seem that there was purposely a satanic 
pentagram or something constructed. It is eerily close mm-hmm. to that, I have to say. Uh, if you just look at it with a map, like, let's say a satellite of Google Maps. Right. But you can tell it's unfinished. If they did mean to make it, then they purposefully didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. It seems a little weird, right, Ben? Well, you can, the thing is, you can read these, you can read things from the people who believe that, uh, a larger Masonic organization and or satanic secret religion uh, built the layout. While you can read these things, what you also see is that they claim these somehow harness ley lines uh, for people who believe in ley lines. These are geomagnetic uh, lines crisscrossing the earth that supply uh, some sort of energy. And the, the interpretation of what sort of energy that might be changes over time. Yes, and it's certainly something we have yet to prove in any scientific fashion. Right. However, there is there is solid proof of course that many of the many of the things cited as hubs for ley lines in in the US are or in the world, I should say, uh, do exhibit a sophisticated knowledge of astronomy. So they're definitely built for that time, right? To measure the rise and the fall of the, the stars and the sun and the moon, equinox, solstice, stuff like that. And, uh, in many cases to also predict those movements in the heavens, which to me is brilliant and so, so intelligent that it's, it's kind of frightening, especially because in the modern age for such a long time, people loved to deride, uh, the past generations, right? Yes. Those um, heathens, they knew not what we know now. Right. And again, this is, this is just scratching the surface. We haven't even talked about how incredibly weird the obelisk, uh, for the Washington Monument is. Now, incredibly <laughs> old obelisks are, or the original plans for the Washington Monument, which had an obelisk, but also yeah. uh, this temple. Yeah. Right. Uh, a, a straight up old school temple. And, uh, not, Which to me is kind yeah. of what became the the Masonic Memorial for Washington. Ah, yes. And uh, we're going to have to head out because, uh, candidly, uh, we have to pack yep. and do some other stuff. Uh, but we wanted to hear, we wanted to open a conversation, ask you what some of your favorite uh, theories about Washington, D.C. are, and uh, what what you think the future of the city is. Uh, especially given some of these enormous contradictions. Would you ever live there? Do Have you, you ever lived there? Do you live there now? Uh, can we crash on your couch? Please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're kidding. Hopefully, uh, hopefully oh. we'll get it together enough that I don't care, man. I'll sleep on the train. You know, I don't sleep yes. much. Well, and, uh, one other thing, I hope some of you joined us on our periscope missions that we were doing while we were in DC. Uh, if you did not, hopefully we'll be doing that again at some point. So make sure you are following us on Twitter at Conspiracy Stuff to get updates of when those little quick live broadcasts might happen. We're, we're going to try and surprise you guys a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that that would be huge. Also, yeah. follow us on Facebook, y'all. Yeah, you can find Facebook and Twitter. We're Conspiracy Stuff at both of those. I had a blog entry recently where we put our first uh, the time of our first Periscope experiment, and uh, <laughs> I'll be continually updating that blog as well as the social media stuff uh, to let you guys know where we're going, when we'll be there. And if you would like, if you're in the area, feel free to uh, swing by and say hello. Uh, 
we we won't be too weird, I hope, right? Not in an extreme way, but the the weirdness you will catch on. You'll you'll be able to feel it. I'm I'm a regular guy. I'm an open book on a sunny day in a meadow. Well, I am not. <laughs> All right. So uh we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Um oh, and there's one more thing. We said earlier that our super producer Noel is with us in spirit, but not in the flesh. And we can't hear him, but you guys probably can. DC, a reflection by super producer Noel Brown. Washington, D.C. is not an easy to play the piano is not an easy to play the piano is not an issue, that the two men in black screen is not the best way of saying it is the most recent version in the first place I have no clue, who I was like I don't have the right way and it will take the bus driver just got to oops my mom and my friends, to be ooh. Sorry everyone. The spirit world is really 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 weird. What is that? That is that him? Well, I didn't hear anything, but no. uh, it was cool sitting here awkwardly with you in silence for a few minutes. I did hear that door open and close really loudly a couple times. Must be the spirit world. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is one eight three three S T D W Y T K. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.